Canty and Carlin. So much, so much, so much to digest today from the news that Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games, at least for the moment. That could change in the next three days. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Nick Friedel is in today for Chris Canty. We have spent the day talking about this. We have talked about Bill Russell and his passing. In 30 minutes, the great Bob Ryan from the Boston Globe is going to join us to discuss Bill Russell and his relationship with the city of Boston and his impact uh, on the NBA and on society as well. For the moment, we stay with Deshaun Watson. And in case you are just joining us, he has been suspended or uh, it has been recommended that he should be suspended by Judge Sue Robinson for six games uh, for everything that uh, has been presented from the league. The NFL today, there are a couple of things that are important to remember. Number one, that this suspension is based off of four cases that the NFL presented to Sue Robinson, not the 24 complaints that they were or the 66 different massage therapists that he apparently uh, went out and uh, tried to uh, find and, and use over the course of 18 months. So this is based on four cases. That's number one. Number two, she handed out the decision basically agreeing with everything the NFL said, but gave the punishment based on precedent of what the league had done before in these instances and the league was supposedly trying to get out of the discipline business. So this is, it just feels so convoluted and bizarre, Nick. The league that had supposedly wanted a longer suspension now has the opportunity to do this, to to actually push for a longer suspension and to give a longer suspension since Roger Goodell is the guy that would handle the appeal. When we put all of this together, what conclusions are you coming to? What are your thoughts when this comes out? The feeling was that the judge was supposed to chart a new course. And, Chris, I don't feel like anybody has felt like that has been the outcome here. The weirdest part about all of the different ramifications to me is it really felt like the NFL was trying to push Roger Goodell out of this type of spotlight being judge and jury and being the guy who had to set the tone with a decision. And by setting it up this way and getting the judge's recommendation after she went through her findings, they put Roger Goodell right back in the spotlight, potentially, as the guy who needs to come in and try to say, no, no, this has to be a little bit more than what we've seen to this point. So uh, the NFL at this stage, given all their missteps before this, is damned if they do, damned if they don't, in my mind. And it was all preventable years prior. But in the case of Deshaun Watson, I still can't get past the numbers. And you just said 66. And I know the judge only went through four cases. But those are the numbers that came out publicly, Chris, and those are the numbers that – the perception-wise, it felt like uh, they were going to have to deal with in some regard, and now it's kind of like, well, the, the NFL uh, let somebody slide a little bit once again. It's very difficult to reconcile this when you are handing out punishment based on what the league has done before, when this is supposed to be that new 
path that you're supposed to find. I, I, I understand why the league did what they did in wanting to have kind of the final say, uh, the ability to appeal this, and it would go to Roger Goodell if that was the case, and that, and, and at the same time, Watson could appeal it, and it mm-hmm. would go to Roger Goodell or whoever he designates. At this point, it's difficult to to really just understand how the league shouldn't pursue this. I I I get not wanting this story to continue for a year. I get that. But at the same time, Nick, like there is so much that the league has going for it that there is no need to continue to just stub yourself in the toe uh, when you are handling these kind of situations as poorly as you had for as long as you have. Absolutely. I mean, Chris, as you think about the league's different options, what do they have to lose here by appealing? They don't have anything to lose other than the fact that it's still a story. Right. But are they going to lose dollar one if they appeal this? And if they give him a longer suspension? Is anybody not going to go to a Cleveland Browns game? And you brought this up throughout the day, and it's so spot on because the NFL, for all its flaws and its public missteps, they are so Teflon in how they have operated as this behemoth across American sports for for so many years now that people have come to expect that they're going to screw up, and yet they all still watch. Yeah, everybody still sits there on Sundays, and it's not just Sundays anymore. It's Thursdays. It's and every it's day. Mondays. <laughs> it's every, it consumes the sporting culture of the country. The NFL is at the top of every food chain there is. So why not? If you're the NFL and you have screwed up so royally before this, and we're using the precedent before this to put this suspension in place, why not appeal? And let it run its course for whatever it's going to be if you feel strongly that Deshaun Watson deserves to be suspended for some more games. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Nick Friedel in for Chris Canty today. Let's hear from Kevin Stefanski. We heard from him a little bit earlier, and he is saying the things that you would expect him to say. He is backing up his player in every way. We know that he will handle himself uh, the right way off the field moving forward. We are with him. We've got his back, blah, 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 blah. But in reading through the transcript, one thing we didn't see was the last question that he was asked. And we get a chance to hear his response to it now from his press conference earlier. What would he say to the female fan base? Yeah, I would, I would go back to what we said when we first acquired Deshaun. I would tell, and that hasn't changed. I feel incredible empathy for anyone uh, who's been impacted by this decision. Um, it, it's something that I don't take lightly. I've spoken to women in our organization. I've spoken to women in the community, uh, and, and that's something that I'll continue to do. And uh, our fans, whether you're a man or a woman, our fans are really important to us. So I want to make sure that they understand that and that they're never going to be uh, dismissed in, in any way. I've spoken to women. Wow. 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 I, look, I don't expect Kevin Stefanski to come out with anything that is revelatory at all. <laughs> Not in the least. 
But I, I said this to you earlier, somebody that covers a professional sports league and specifically has covered Steve Nash recently uh, with everything that his players have put him through. Having to watch and listen to coaches and GMs speak and defend every single aspect of their players, you're earning your money, man. God bless you. And for those players or for those coaches and GMs who are doing it, that I, I think you put it best. It, I hope you took an acting class. It's it's almost a prerequisite to be in that role because if you're Kevin Stefanski, even listening to it, you can almost hear the gears in his brain shift going, I just don't want to make a mistake here. Yeah. Because that, that's the key with any of this now, Chris. But it's funny. You know what, Nick? It seems like the more important thing now is – We've always had that, right? We've always had guys in front of a microphone afraid to say the wrong thing. They're more afraid now of ticking off the player than they are of ticking anybody else off. No question, because you want a united front that says, we will support you and we will be there and we have your back. And, Chris, that's what's so fascinating to me, again, from my NBA background, because we're going to see what Watson does on the field and we're going to see how – strong those bonds are with the Browns and what uh, they built with him since they made this deal. But I can't tell you, let's take the Nets, for example, with Kyrie. Publicly, at every turn, we support Kyrie. Kyrie's our guy. The season ends. Not only did you hear it publicly from Sean Marks going, oh, well, we want people who want to play here. You heard it privately for several weeks from people up and down the organization going, ah, this is not what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. So, Winning cures all, as it always does in pro sports, but it's absolutely right. Players have more power than ever, and the players want to know that publicly they have people who will support them at every turn. And it seems like very clearly in Cleveland they are planting the seeds to so that everybody knows that Deshaun Watson is their guy and they will support him no matter how rocky this may get. It's it's absolutely absurd, and I I just I'm praying and hoping that the league will do the right thing because I don't want to be sitting here come Thursday, and I'm sure you don't either, of just shaking your head like, yeah, that's what they did again. That's what they do. That's what we expected. Yeah, exactly. I I hope that that is not the case. But what do you expect? What is appropriate? We got to hear from you at eight 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 say ESPN. We got a couple of people on board already. Should Deshaun Watson be suspended for longer? Did he get enough? And specifically, we had a couple call earlier. If you're a Browns fan, how are you feeling right now about the whole thing? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's the CC call in line. Hit it now. We get to your calls in just moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Nick Friedel in today for Chris Canty. If you're having a hard time hiring in no time, You need Indeed, the number one source for hires in the U.S., according to Talent Nest. Sponsor a job, and Indeed will help you attract, interview, and hire candidates fast. With Instant Match, you'll instantly receive a short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. You can easily schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit to get $75 toward your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Get started at Indeed.com slash credit.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Canty and Carlin. We have enormous breaking news from the National Football League. Adam Schefter, the decision has been made. What can you tell us? Sue L. Robinson, the retired federal judge, handed down her decision. Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games. DeAndre Hopkins has been suspended for six games for a PD violation. I think Zeke Elliott had six games for um, accusations of domestic violence, so there is no penalty that kind of goes back in time and has these women not experienced the things that they experienced, so there's no penalty that solves that. Bizarre situation and still unfolding with Deshaun Watson Six-game suspension recommended by Sue Robinson. The league now has three days to decide whether or not they will appeal. And, of course, that appeal goes to Roger Goodell or whoever he designates to handle it. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Nick Friedle in for Chris Canty today. Going to hit some of your calls now at 888-SAY-ESPN on the CC call in line, 888-729-3776. We're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Let's start with Chris in California on ESPN Radio. Chris, what's going on? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, so I'm just kind of curious. You know, I don't think you got enough time. You know, I mean, six-game suspension. Look at the suspensions of Calvin Ridley and Deshaun uh, and uh, – the guy in Arizona, you know what I mean, DeAndre. So he didn't get enough time, you know. With the and, and the judge gave him six games. You know, the NFL can you know take it to um, you know arbitration, where they, but they should give him more games. What the what the NFL should do is look into whether or not Cleveland guaranteed him that two hundred and thirty million dollars because Cleveland wasn't even in the running for Deshaun Watson when he signed. He was, they were out of the running, but maybe they came to. Uh, um, Deshaun Watson and told him, "Hey, we'll guarantee, we'll, we'll pay off your your uh, civil suits and guarantee you the two hundred thirty million if you come play for our team." Is that well, a they couldn't. They can't do the civil suit thing. That would have been uh, certainly something the league would have been on top of. Thanks for the call. Uh, but they did guarantee the two hundred thirty million. You're right, and that's exactly what happened. He didn't want to go there. They said, "We'll guarantee every penny, two hundred thirty million, and we'll structure the contract so that this year you're only making a million dollars." And if you get suspended, then you'll lose a whole lot less. I mean, you put all of that together, and there's there's no doubt that's exactly what they were trying to do. But, Nick, the one thing we can't do is, I get it, we want to talk about Calvin Ridley, we want to talk about uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, It looks silly, the suspension. We get that. But they are different situations. And you can't use one to compare to another. 
No, and, and but this is where I get fans' frustrations, Chris, is because they're looking at all this saying, well, if I read the brief and I see what the judge said, the judge is using all these different cases from years gone by and saying, okay, this is how I landed in this spot. But uh, it's two very different things in yeah. that case. You You just can't measure one against the other. But as far as public perception goes, that's why I've always felt for a year and a half that people were kind of like, what did he do? Mm. And as the stories played out, and this is where you and I have been reminding folks all day about this, the league was just arguing four of these cases, not 66 different appearances at uh, uh, trying to set up massages all across uh, Houston. But this is the part that I think the the NFL should look at and say, what is it going to hurt us for us to appeal? Because public perception in this specific case has always appeared to be on the side of he needs to be punished for what he has done to these women. And in the end, that's why as we sit here in a few more days, I'd be surprised if the NFL isn't watching all this playing out saying, okay, it's time for us to try and push for a little bit more punishment. Al is in Atlanta up next on ESPN Radio. Al, what's going on? How are you? What's going on? Great to be on, guys. Thanks for checking in. What do you got? I think there's a huge missed opportunity here. You know, there's a concept in the law called time served. You know, there was a year when Watson rode the pine. We can argue about the contract situation and everyone else, but we know he wasn't hurt. We know there wasn't a better player on the team, and we know the cloud of suspicion around this whole set of circumstances is the real reason why he sat. Right? Well, no, no, understandably, that's part of why he sat, but the Texans told him to stay home, and they paid him. They paid him for all of last year. He got every penny opportunity I feel like was missed. I feel like they could have retroactively suspended them for a year, add it to a new six to eight game suspension. You've got your unprecedented number of games. You've got the financial penalty and you got everybody able to walk away from the situation feeling like, okay, we know that something felt different about this as compared to all of the prior situations where there was quote unquote extreme league discipline. And that would have been an opportunity to do something right, that Al, was, Al, you Al, know, I, obviously I different here. I get it. But ask yourself this question. If you want to use that last year as time served, what you also have to do is go and get the 17 million that he was paid. Good luck with that. Do you think he's going to fork that over? That's oh, not happening. Oh, he's got to fork that over. I mean, come on, give That's me a break. It's not happening now. I mean, it's not happening. Thanks for the call. He, he's not going to fork over the seventeen million from last year. No, he got paid. They told me to stay home. I was ready to go play. They never. That's where the commissioner never put him on the exempt list. This is one of the more intriguing wrinkles in the whole story to me, Chris. Because on top of the fact that we could argue, does he deserve more than six games? Not one penny. And I feel like when people associate a suspension of this caliber and all the different things that he is supposed to have done here, they think, all right, well, he'll get six games or eight games or a year plus a financial penalty. And there was zero. And to me as a fan, I kind of went, well, why is that? And we haven't gotten a, a clear answer, at least up to now, as to why that is. It is It is just, if you're expecting to to look back at last year and say that should count toward it, 
guess again, it's it's just it's not happening. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Nick Friedel is in for Chris Canty today. Up next, we're going to step aside from the Deshaun Watson stuff for a moment, and we will get into the legacy of Bill Russell uh, and, of course, his passing yesterday. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin. Basketball Hall of Famer Bill Russell died today. Someone who is just beyond description. Nobody won as much as Bill Russell. Didn't cower to anyone, and he played life by his rules. I don't think the majority of people in this world today really understand all the things that he and his family went through and what he went through as a basketball player. Bill Russell, basketball player, coach, GM, author, broadcaster, and social activist, was 88 years old. The great Bill Russell passed away yesterday. So many different ways he has impacted sports and impacted society. And he is certainly someone that made his mark, to be sure. It's Chris Carlin and Nick Friedel, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Nick is in for Chris today. In just moments, we're going to be joined by Bob Ryan of the Boston Globe. And we've spent some time today talking about the legacy of Bill Russell, the greatest winner in team sports. I don't think there's any arguing that. Um, I think when you think about what Bill Russell dealt with as a, a black superstar in a town that was racially divided quite a bit and, and divisive and was very tough for African-Americans, for him to go there and and get harassed as he was, his home vandalized, but at the same time, Make the social impact that he did. You know, as an athlete, we think about Muhammad Ali and and people like that who have made that social impact. But you can make the argument that Bill Russell made as important a social impact as anybody who's ever been a professional athlete. There is no question, Chris, on top of the fact that within the NBA, any player who knows the history of the game on top of Bill Russell's accomplishments – on the floor, they know what he went through in Boston. They've heard the stories. They've been passed down from generation to generation. And the respect that Bill Russell earned from this generation of players and from the previous generation of players, you and I talked to Patrick Ewing earlier in the show, and he told us as much of of what 
Russell had to go through and the lasting impact that that had on him and the players who he's now teaching at Georgetown and who are now coming through the NBA year after year. What Russell went through and still lived up to in the moment is uh, a legacy that will last forever. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was on the NBA Today earlier. Here he is on what he learned from Bill Russell. Well, well, he, he taught me uh, personally uh, that you don't have to uh, sacrifice what you want to say uh, as a man uh, from what you are invited to say as an athlete. Mm. Um, there's room for both in your life and uh, you should express yourself in both ways, uh, your profession and then uh, what you believe in and what is important to you as a human being and as a citizen. Those things uh, don't, don't have, have to uh, not be able to coexist. His home vandalized, uh, burning cross in the backyard, and by vandalized, just some nasty stuff that really went down. And yet here he was in that town, and he makes history as the first ever black coach in any professional sport. And and I, I think one thing that we have to do is also recognize the role that, that Red Auerbach played there in mm-hmm. putting Bill Russell in that spot and understanding that he could handle it, especially in a town like Boston. It's one of Auerbach's biggest legacies, Chris, is – setting the tone within that organization for years in winning the way in which he did and then setting it up for Russell and Casey Jones and those that came after him to continue that success. uh, The Celtics released a statement last night in part that said Bill Russell is in the fabric of everything our organization does. And what's so cool for me as a fan on top of the enormity of what Russell accomplished off the floor, is on the floor, he will always be associated with the Celtics as the winner of winners. Yeah, And I think back to uh, everybody wants to talk about Michael Jordan, what he accomplished. Michael won six titles. He will always be the face of the Bulls no matter what. But there are so few players that nobody succeeded like Bill Russell did, but who are the face of a team. Who, who became part of the fabric of everything that team does. I think there's only two guys in today's game that can even make that argument. One would be Steph Curry and everything he's done for the Warriors, and the other, as his conti- career continues to build, is Giannis. Yeah. He was drafted by Milwaukee. He's grown in Milwaukee. He won a title in Milwaukee. That group is so small and distinctive in what they've done and they've won through time. But there is only one leader at the top of that Mount Rushmore, and it's Bill Russell. Well, you think about that. Like, those are players you truly cannot envision in any other uniform. Yeah. And it's amazing that we can say that about Giannis this still this remarkably early in his career. That would be hard to see. Now, it's Cantia Carlin on ESPN Radio. We've all – I'm sure you've had this too, but we've all had – um, that discussion with friends, sports fans, all that stuff about if you could go back and see something before your life that, you know, in sports that you didn't get a chance to see, you know, what would it be? And we all have kind of lists and, and 
on my list would to, would be to watch a series with Russell and Chamberlain. Oh, like because, awesome! I, I love the idea that Russell just lived in his head. I I, I love that idea, and I, I know Wilt finally you know broke through and whatever. But as dominating a player as Wilt, as the numbers say, and from what we see on tape and such, to think that Russell. Well, he couldn't completely shut him down, could contain him to a degree and put him in that uh, in that spot of consistently winning is just amazing to think about. He set the tone for the the mental edge before anybody else. Yeah, <laughs> really. I would love to have that conversation with Bill Russell about how he would set the tone mentally with other players. And and that's the the coolest part is you're remembering all these things that that he accomplished in a Boston uniform is that he had to overcome the enormity of what everybody thought Wilt was. Wilt was this presence that 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 couldn't be defended and, and would just overwhelm everybody. Bill Russell got in his head, stayed in his head, and just won titles. And <laughs> that is the ultimate measure of a basketball player on the court in, in their ability to not only win – but dominate mentally and physically in the process. And I think Bill Russell, in his ability to to be in Wilt's head all the time, set that tone that we've seen plenty of players try to follow through the years. And I think the one, the one last thing on it real quick is that he probably doesn't get the credit that he deserves in terms of changing the game in being an athletic center yes. who uh, was a tremendous outlet passer and, and was so good at rebounding and getting the ball up the floor quickly that, you know, the fast break for the Celtics in those days is legendary and really hadn't seen centers like that before. They were always the bigger lumbering guys. He set a tone that is being followed to this day. On top of the fact that when you talk to coaches now, Chris, it's all about Bill Russell knew that his importance to that team was on the defensive end. And once he accepted that and everybody rallied around him, the Celtics couldn't be topped. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. If you want to share a remembrance of Bill Russell, by all means. And also, I want to finish the show with an opportunity to talk to you about your take on Deshaun Watson. Did he get enough games? And if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, how are you feeling about the situation right now? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Nick Friedel in for Chris Canty. We also will go three and out in just moments. It's all there for you on ESPN Radio. Deshaun Watson has been suspended six games for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy. Continuing coverage all day on ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Canty and Carlin. I love the idea of family at ESPN. And over the weekend, you were in Dallas at Tim McMahon's wedding, uh, your colleague on the ESPN uh, NBA beat. And um, I, I just loved what I heard about this wedding. I can't do it justice. Please 
fill us in on how this affair was, who was in attendance, and uh, if there was a highlight, and if you caused an incident, Nick Ferdell. I did not, thank God. <laughs> thank God, Mr. Carlin, because I, my my days of incidents at weddings, I, I feel like I've outgrown them now. But no, aside from the open bar, the, the great part was, truly, there were so many of our our basketball writers, our team members that were there. It was Malika and Dave McMenamin and Woj and Ohm and uh, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm looking over and I see Timmy B, Timmy Bontemps and and his wife and there is that feeling of camaraderie. But at this wedding, what really cracked me up is I'm looking over after the the vows are exchanged and everybody's getting ready to go sit for the dinner and there's Dave and Woj playing Papa Shot and that was the. <laughs> The only time in my life, and I've been to a lot of weddings. I've been in a ton of weddings. Still looking for that lucky lady out there somewhere. I want to put that out in the universe. She was not at the wedding. She was not at the wedding. That was the only wedding I've ever been at where there was not one single lady to wow. talk to. Which, which, Chris, you're not going to believe this, but people were reminding me of throughout the night. <laughs> so aside from that, has anybody ever been to a wedding where Papa Shot played a prominent role no no i have not uh, that's impressive now i know that uh there was also cornhole was there not there was cornhole there was the photo booth that's a pretty yep, standard that's a standard thing now. at this point but that the the papa shot cornhole combination with people going in and out of the main room to go get their picture and then throw uh, a couple uh, a couple rounds of Papa Shot in there. That was different. That's awesome. Papa Shot, I've never seen that before. Evan Wilner, the producer uh, of the show. Evan, you guys had cornhole at your wedding, too, did you not? Yeah, it's great because now in our backyard, we have our own cornhole set. That is the date of our wedding. Wow. That's pretty nifty. I, I, like, have you collected the ideas and written them down for the future? Yeah, and you know what I keep coming back to? Yeah. <laughs> I want this thing to be as small as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I will say this. Canty's going through it right now. He's getting married in like two and a half, three weeks. The best thing you can do is elope. That's right. That's absolutely Make it. Make call to mom and get the hell out of there. Exactly. And trust me, they will love you for That's it. Right. <laughs> Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We got a chance to get a couple of your calls in at 888-SAY-ESPN. On Deshaun Watson, did he get what he deserved? Should he have gotten more in terms of the six-game suspension? Nick Friedle in for Chris Canty today. We'll get to the calls in a moment. First up, though, time to go three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is Three and Out. That it is, my friends. That it is. We will start with a couple of trades happening in Major League Baseball today. Number one, Padres getting Josh Hader from the Brewers. Jeff Passan reports Hader uh, has been the best reliever in baseball over the last five years. And he struggled a little bit this month. But the Padres make another move to strengthen. I'll tell you what, these teams that are going after it are going all in to go after it. It feels like A.J. Preller is always going after it. Yeah, it does. The GM in in San Diego, he always has that extra move up his sleeve to get somebody 
the Padres have always had a solid core with the moves they made the last couple of years, but you feel like maybe if they get into a close game, now you plug Hader in, he could stop it all. Yankees get Frankie Montez from the Oakland A's. They also got reliever Lou Trevino. Uh, they, you know, for some minor league prospects, none of which were their top two or three prospects uh, overall. So that helps in their starting rotation. Trey Mancini goes from Baltimore to Houston in a three-team trade. A uh, couple of other guys involved, but more importantly, Mancini, the guy to go from Baltimore to Houston. Astros also went and got Christian Vasquez from the Red Sox. So you got deals there that can definitely make an impact. The deadline, a little less than 24 hours from now. Uh, Debo Samuel agrees to the extension with the 49ers. Shockingly, it's about a million dollars more than what uh, DK Metcalf got three days ago. I can't believe it. <laughs> hey, Chris, another example of a guy who says, ah, I want to be traded. I want out. Hey, Debo. Here is a ton of money, and we're going to give you a little extra than the guy that everybody compares you to. Okay, where do I sign? Exactly. <laughs> now I'm the highest paid. You got it. So it was, I believe it's six different receivers have signed for deals north of $24 million this offseason. That's unbelievable. Plus, Debo will also get some bonuses worked in uh, for rushing yards. That had been a point of contention with the 49ers, him being used as a running back. And then... Speaking of running backs, Jerry Jones told NFL Network that Zeke Elliott has to be the focus in the run game. He has to be the focal point. There is room for Tony Pollard with Zeke in there. Can Zeke bounce back this year? I'm not really counting on it. i got to tell you, I think the better days are behind him. I wouldn't count on it, but if you have that type of talent, I feel like it's always in there somewhere. Can his body withstand all the different years of getting pounded on. That's always the question for any running back, but I still believe there's something in there for Zeke Elliott to show us before he fades off like so many of these other running backs (laughs) have over the years. Kind of feels like that's coming, though. Kind of feels like it's not that far off. That's three and out. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Nick Friedel is in for Chris. Let's get a couple of calls in, and let's hit Jordan in Charlotte up next. He's been patient on ESPN Radio. Jordan, what's going on? Hey, Chris and Nick. How are you guys doing? We're great, bud. How are you? Doing good. Thank you. Um, so I'm a Panthers fan, uh, but in relation to this, um, you know, I have three sisters. And when I look at this punishment that was handed down, I'm going to be honest. I was aiming on the high end, maybe unrealistically, unreal- but I was thinking two seasons. I figured it would be appealed, and then he'd get one full season. I just think that six games – is a great way to alienate part of the fan base who spends money at the games, buys tickets, buys memorabilia, et cetera. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys think about uh, my point of view on that. Thank you so much. As long as people still watch the NFL every Sunday and are paying for to go to the games and Sunday taking everything else, it's not going to stop. No, and the one thing I would say here is that the league we have talked about is the most Teflon of professional sports. Like nothing can seemingly take down the NFL with that in mind. Why not use that power for good for once? And in this instance, go ahead and show women that you care about them and say six games is not enough. And we're going to go after it. Like what is there to lose other than it just being a story for another year? 
because you you don't want to deal with it from a PR standpoint. Well, it's not like the league would have done anything wrong themselves if they are going to pursue that further. They're showing that it matters to them. The only thing that will ever get the NFL's attention is when people stop spending money on their product, and it feels like, Chris, that just is never going to happen with the momentum they built up. Yeah, I agree, Nick, and it, that's what's kind of even more bothersome about it to me. You have this opportunity to go and try and do the right thing, and more than anything, it just looks like you want to bury your head in the sand and say, okay, whatever, let's go ahead and let's play some football. Yep. Everybody be excited. going to be a big season. Yeah. Next three days are going to be fascinating with the NFL. Chris Canty and Chris Carlin are Canty and Carlin. Don't miss them weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.